Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Paris Davis, former Division One athlete who turned a passion for basketball and project management into a successful empire to become a well-known strategist. Hey, Paris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. I feel good. I feel great. Haha. <laughs> So for the benefit of everything, everyone listening out there, um, can you just expand on that introduction? You know, what you do, where you are with your business, the kind of people that you serve? For sure. So I am a project manager by heart. I have over a decade worth of experience. Uh, I help people make and do more. Um, and that includes increasing your income and your productivity. Uh, now to do that, of course, we would have to earn, own, and give. That's the phrase that I live by as well. Those are three pillars that I feel that are needed for us to get to where we want to get to. Um, If you look at everyone, uh, either they want more money or they want their time back or they want to do something. So um, being able to have this experience of project management, that allowed me to pick up proven methodologies and proven systems to not just allow the Fortune 500 companies that I work for Excel, but just a common individual who doesn't know anything about project management, but there are many project managers themselves and they don't even know it yet. So, th- so being able to take those and be able to create uh, a coaching and a mentoring platform where I help people go from A to Z uh, with certain systems and different methodologies that I use. So that's what I do as far as the people that I serve. I serve small business owners. I I serve educators who's looking just to uh, put their information online and create content. I serve freelancers. I serve young young professionals and and college students as well. Um, Those are my niche just because those are people like me, myself. Those are things that I have been or am are right now. Um, But I do want to not limit myself and say, hey, it's just this. If you need inspiration, if you need some support or if you need anything, um, I'm able to support or find the resources that you need. So um, I help people make and do more. Love that. And that background. So athletics and project management, you must be able to bring such a a diverse wealth of information of experience to this. I mean, everyone brings you know, their own experience and, and helps the people who are maybe a few steps behind them, but to take some very different industries or experiences sure. and mold them together and use them, that must you know put you in a different sort of league. You've got a different um, way of coaching. 
For sure. So you think about it, I played basketball my entire life. I received a scholarship to play at, at the college level. And there are certain principles around basketball that you just have to have to know how to win. Um, you need to be able to communicate, right? You need to have teamwork, you need to have discipline, uh, determination, and the list goes on. Uh, but having those traits not only just been able to prepare me for things on the court, but it also prepared me for things in life. And I didn't realize that until until basketball stopped for me, right? Because when basketball is 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 over with, you're you're not on the court anymore. You're off the court. And, and some mm. of my people that play sports, you guys can kind of relate to this. But um, I was able to transfer those skills. Um, even if some people don't see them as transferable, I saw them as transferable for me because I knew how to win somewhere else. I need to learn now that that's over with. How can I win in this now? So I started utilizing, bringing teams together, the communication piece, the strategy, right? You, you have a, you have basketball, you're playing, you have to say, okay, the defense is running this. We have to run this offense. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the, with the business, right? You may come into a situation or a barrier that you've probably seen before, you haven't seen before, and it's just trying out different strategies on how can I get to my goal or how to, how can I accomplish this? So, um, that's the basketball piece, but then now you have the the project management piece where it's a broad spectrum as well. It's so much underneath project management, but being able to take those things that work for you, just mm. like in basketball, right? You, you, you stick to your strengths. If you're a good shooter, great. Work on your weaknesses in the background. If you're a great passer, great. Go with your strengths, but still work on your weaknesses. Same thing with the project management. I took that same mindset and say, what are some of the things that I can take from here, apply it to my life, my business, because I've done this for companies for over a decade, right? How can I take this same information and apply it to my life, my business, and help me excel? Once I started thinking like that, uh, I was mm -hmm. able to combine these two and really see some progress and really thrive. Nice. Yeah. So when you had that that transition, going in from, from being an athlete into um, your own business. What was that like for you? Great question. Um, I want to say it was easy, but hard at the same time. And the reason why it was easy because the education level was there, right? It wasn't yeah. a, a new skill where I had to just read a lot of books to kind of figure it out. I was able to get up and going when I, when I started my first, first business was, which was a basketball training business. Mm -hmm. um, I leveraged that not only to have a connection with basketball, but also tap in to allow me to just start my entrepreneurial journey. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I needed funding. I needed some type of money. I had a regular job, so I started training. Um, I utilized the money, the funding from my basketball training to fund my coaching. Um, out of my training, I've learned to get through the certain groups of people through the youth. I was able to learn and talk to parents. I was able to uh, talk to crowds. I was able mm -hmm. to understand my weaknesses and, and just become aware of my communication skills and how one person picked up something quicker than the other and the other is still kind of behind. Um, that's the coaching piece of it. And that, that helped me thrive and be able to now, if I'm helping somebody build their business, because they've seen that I've been successful at mine, I'm able to apply those same those same strategies where I may sit down with a business owner or someone that just want to go to A to Z and they may not pick it up as quick or they may not be as interested in something. It's the same thing when I was 
training an athlete? How can I get them to be motivated? How can I get them to go harder? How can I get them to give 110%? So that transition from um, education-wise, how to work with people, how to build teams, that came easy. But the business part of it on the back end, as far as taxes, um, the marketing, the business plans, uh, all of that I had to learn as I was going. Uh, that's all the fun stuff, right? That's all the stuff yeah. that you you don't get told about. You think that well, I'm going to build my business. I'm going to serve these people. I'm going to do this good in the world, which is like, yeah, fantastic. However, sure. with the entirety of the yes, you get all that stuff as well. All the busy work, all the business side of it. Sure. Yeah. And, and one of the things that became busy for me, because when the clientele kicked in, uh, was mainly the scheduling, the time management piece, and then how to take a client into a pipeline so they can have a, a good experience um, instead of just taking on a lot of clients. And then mm. they don't know what direction they're going to. They don't know if they're seeing pro progression or they don't know if they're actually getting what they came in for. So once I got that down to a science, I was able to have a process and a system where now you can come in and then we can walk you through and, and see your progression over, over a period of time. Okay. So when you first started, were you kind of winging it? Just thinking, let's just make it up as I go along. I think I know what I'm doing, but you're piecing together. Or did you come in with a strict plan and try and execute? What, where were you? So this is the project management piece that I love. It's called agile. Agile is where you don't necessarily need everything up front right? It's just, we're going to start with what we have, what we know, come up with some assumptions, or create a small sprint. Uh, I also, I'm also a fan of piloting, meaning that let's put just a, a sample together, let's see how it works out, and then we learn from it, more, more like research and mm. development. And that allowed me to, okay, I saw that that worked, that's an experiment. All right, let's, let's keep that going, or let's 10x that, or let's scrap it. Um, so as far as making it up as I go, I want to say yes and no, because I was strategic about the experiment, but I knew that the results may not be what they are, what they should be. So I had to pay attention to that. Um, I think that trying to get something definite or confirmed is what stop a lot of people and they just sit and do nothing. I like to keep the ball movement moving, even if I don't have the right knowledge or all the information. Yeah, Do love that. that. So it looks like you you were able to piece together these strategies, these ways of working from your different backgrounds, because right. and then use just wrote down see what works. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah, Frank Kern, famous marketer, says if it works, do more of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, sure. it's true. <laughs> if something works, do more of it. If it's not working, you can change. And there's a, there's sure. a place in your journey called we call it fruition points. It's the place right. where you get the results of the actions you've taken. Now, nice. those results, they may be good, they may be bad. If you can remove that kind of way of um, labeling them, it's just yeah. information. It's like, cool, that didn't work. <laughs> Let's try something else. Yes. So and I was going to say, with, with that sort of frame of mind, were there things that for you didn't work that you thought, damn it, I really thought it would work. And then what did you do going forward? Some things that I thought that did wouldn't work is uh, bringing in family members to help out uh, with the business early on. 
So you thought that wouldn't work or it would? I thought I thought it wouldn't work, right? Because they always say never do business with family members, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's just a saying. Um, and it's true to a certain extent, but you have to find the right people. I don't, I don't like, to, like to classify it as just family members. You have to find the right people within your family or mm-hmm. wherever it should be. So I had the uh, advantage of, of doing work with one of my, my cousins that I grew up with that was successful. So that was that was one thing. Um, another thing that I thought wouldn't work that did work was um, being able to partner. Um, at first, I thought nobody wants to partner with me or I'm just a small coach. Why would a big company want to partner with me? Or oh, Hold on. What, what was that? What were those voices saying to you? They were saying that I felt like I wasn't big enough or I wasn't... Um, at a point where they would take on a partnership with me. Right. And I, I, and I just, I, I kind of held on a lot of the things that I wanted to do, or I didn't reach out to certain people because of that. And I, mm. I studied, kept my head down and kept moving until I got to a point. But then once you start realizing this, you're always going to be uh, thinking that you're always going to want more. So it's like, how can you present it in a way that you build a relationship with those people because um, it's not, they may not be thinking that it's like, how can you still uh, accomplish that? So um, I ended up having great relationships with a lot of big companies and, and it went well. And that kind of threw that right out the window. So so with that, it was, it was really just the experience, just being out there and doing it, that squashed that sort of devil in your shoulder that said, yeah. you're not good enough. Yeah. Who am I? I'm not ready. They won't look at me as value and equal exactly. whatever that might exactly. be exactly i agree yep yep so that's that's one thing that was stopping me at first and then uh once i started getting a little bit more confidence and you become more passionate about it and you start seeing that this is what you want to do this is what you're made to do mm-hmm. you start to just jumping out there and just doing it so that's what i did and um, it was very successful awesome yeah. so Hey, you help people go through so many things with their business. You help, I say, take them exactly where they want to go using these structures, using these principles and, and systems, which means sure. obviously with your business, you have no challenges, no problems whatsoever, right? I have a lot of challenges. So I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, working with people who want to thrive, mm. they want, they really want it, but the action or the effort doesn't reflect it. I think mm. that was uh, a struggle for my business at first. Um, and I'll go through each of them. Uh, finding time to fit in business with family and other activities. That was that was a, a struggle. And me what, already spending too much time with work, too much responsibility or just you enjoying it so much that your mind was there. Where were you? Both. Both. So you think about it at the time I had uh, a son on the way and I had uh, oldest one. So. Um, you got to think about you need to have time for them and, and be at home. So uh, my business was thriving. Everything was moving. But I, my calendar was becoming so condensed and tight. And I wanted to make sure I was available for the things that mattered the most. So I had to figure out how can I switch this around. So that was a, a, a definitely a, a challenge for me. Mm. Um, I would say time management What kind of kind of leads into that. But time management, because you're working on so many other things and then delegating. Um, those two go hand in hand because once I started delegating, I got a little bit more of my, my time back, um, finding the right support and the right system. And then lastly, 
taxes, uh, the IRS, the the financial piece of it, how much to save, should I touch it? Um, you know, what should I put to the side? What should I reinvest in? So those were like my biggest challenges. Mm. Okay, well, let's go back to the, the second one. So the delegating, yeah. was it? Obviously, you're, you're a team player. You come from team sports. Sure. Uh, so communication and teamwork is you know, some of the biggest things you can do. And that's business, sports, all of it. But when you were delegating with your business, did you find it tough to start with to actually give away some of the work that you either want to do or that you knew how to do it? Yes. And and I partly say that it has something to do with how I play basketball. Right. You think about Michael Jordan, you think about LeBron, the top people. When the game is on the line, they want to shoot the last shot or they want to have the ball in their hand. Yeah. And that's something that is good. It's great. But there are other times where you have to be like Michael Jordan when he gave the ball to Steve Kerr and knocked the shot down. So um, in business, especially when you want more of your time back, you want to share something with someone one else and you want to scale and you want to grow. I had to learn the art of, of delegating. Nice. Sure. Yeah. So how are you right now with, with time management? Have you, have you found, found the balance? Are you, is it something that you're actually still working towards? always working towards it just because uh demands the demand shift right mm. um where i'm at now will be different from three months later right um things change clients change uh, family activities change the one thing that i like to keep consistent is just the structure and what i'm focused on right mm. i may have a client scheduled for monday tuesday wednesday but you know two months from now i may be able to move it from thursday friday saturday um, but still focusing on those three days and making sure I have the time that I need to do everything else. So uh, I love that you mentioned that changes. This the one thing that's always guaranteed, right? Things yeah. will always change. And with business, um, we always want to grow and evolve and adapt and get better. And that yes. brings new, different, uh, higher level challenges. Yes, yes. So how do you cope and manage with I'm sure there's a wealth of changes going on in your business and, and with your personal life. Yeah. Working out. I always result to working out. Reason why I feel refreshed. You know, you re release those, those, uh, uh, those hormones in your body that make you feel good. You feel mm -hmm. stronger. It gets you in a routine. I'm, I'm a big guy on routine. Um, and then once you start feeling like that, I feel a little bit better. Um, and then after that, I, I relax. I go and travel. I, I get into a different environment where my mind starts to think a little bit different. Um, and I may just pick up a hobby where I kind of get my mind off of it and then I'll come back to it. And nine times out of 10, either I'm refreshed, my brain is thinking a little bit different. Um, and then maybe I can pull someone else in to help me with this challenge. It just gives you time to think. The challenge is still gonna be the challenge when you come back. It's just putting your mind in, a, in the right state of mind and take it on. Mm, sounds great. So with working out being able to sort of metabolize the, the cortisol to get yeah. you know the happy hormones coming through and you know changing your the chemistry of your body that for you is one of the best things to give you that that space and the ability yes. to then see things in a different way yes exactly that's one piece and then um changing my environment like right now i'm in my office right now I may be working on something challenging and I'm like, I just, I need to think a little bit different. I would take my laptop and I would go change my environment, go somewhere else. And my thoughts start to think a little bit different. Um, 
research. I start researching some things, getting different ideas, looking at what other people are doing. Then my brain has to has this ability to um, take different concepts and allows me to start thinking outside of what I was previously thinking. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a challenge because our brain is not able to get through it. We only know what we know at that moment. Um, so being able to get ideas, look at different things, different visuals, I start being creative and then I can put things together. And then that challenge, not so much a challenge anymore. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And with your with the clients you work with, is it very much action based? Is it sort of mindset and belief based? What kind of work do you do with your clients? Yeah. So what I like to do is to set up a meeting, have a one on one, get to know them. I'm a big, firm believer on goals. You got to know your mission, your objectives and your goals. If you don't know that, you're probably going in the wrong direction or you're going in someone else's direction. Once I'm able to get that, then we can start prioritizing things. And I think priorities is, is a beautiful thing because even though you may have your goals, you may be working on something that could wait till later or you should be working on something that's going to be beneficial for mm -hmm. you now. Just because you have a, a plate of things, that doesn't mean everything needs to be activated at once. So once we prioritize, we pick, we pick those top three, top two, because we want to be at a high focus level, right? And then mm -hmm. once we once we do those, we start coming up with strategies on how we could attack those. Um, and throughout this entire process, I aid, I do one on ones, I do training sessions, we do webinars, and I have a team of people that can support people to get their business off the ground as far as, you know, whether if it's building that marketing plan or you need a, a virtual assistant or whatever that may be. And then now you can have that confidence that you can say, I know where I'm going. I know how I needed to get there. Now I have the support to execute it. And then I have a mentor to go along with you to help me get there. I think that's that's something that has worked for me great. Nice. And is any one section sort of more important? Is it the mentor to guide you through in that final moment? Is it actually it's just the plan? That is the golden thing. If there's only one area that's the most yeah. important that you say we can't we can't yeah. lose this what is that yeah the one area that you cannot lose is the execution um, even though the goals is important you can still get some traction going through your execution and learn from the things that may be going wrong and then you can adjust along the way uh, i have sat down with many 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 of people where we spend time doing the upfront work the goals the prioritization but the execution is is not there and we all execute at different levels. So I'm a firm believer that if you give people tools or solutions to help them execute more, um, I also have a, a I'm, I have a routine 64, which I created. It's more of uh, getting people into building routines because we all have habits now, whether they're mm -hmm. good or bad. It's about building the habits that you want to be good to get to where you're trying to go. Nice. Yeah. And with that, are there sort of consistent, I don't know, beliefs or expectations that your clients seem to have that you know are going to come along, that you know you're going to have to get rid of, evolve, remove, whatever it might be? You mean as far as their thinking and, and things that they need to get rid of to get from zero? Yep. Yeah. They need to get, yeah, they need to be open minded. Uh, you're going to have to understand that. It's going to take time. It's not a quick fix, right? You're going to have to understand that you will need money, but don't let the money stress you out. Mm -hmm. um, also, you're going to need to know that 
what you thought you knew is probably not what is what is right or required for what you're trying to do. Um, and then also we need to do self-education. Um, a lot of people, we forget to read our books. We forget to go look up and research. With so much Google, so many phones in front of us, uh, we don't do as much research that we do. And if we do research, we do research on other things that's not aligned with our goals. So once we start looking up, self-educating ourselves, being open-minded, tapping into things that uh, we didn't know and confirming the things that we do know, uh, we'll be able to start seeing the truth and seeing the light and, and getting some breakthroughs. Nice. And for all the coaches out there listening, so we've spoken about your clients. Now let's focus on you because what what is it like for you when you have these clients that obviously those that are successful and do exactly what you say and they get success? It's a celebration and it's amazing. Those clients that you're trying and it's just not working or they're just not doing what you know they need to do in order to gain the results they want. How does that impact you personally? It, it, I feel I feel bad. Now, some coaches may say, well, it's not me. I feel bad because I care that much about someone achieving their goals, especially if I know that it's achievable. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't feel bad for myself. I feel bad for them and I want to help them more. So when I do that, I have to say, what is really stopping you? What are the things that's keeping you from doing what you need to do? And that's looking at all the risk and the threats. Right. And if we understand the risk and the threats, we're able to mitigate those risks with plans. Mm -hmm. And then we're also able to look at the opportunities so that we can overcome the threats. So I do feel a sense of. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm I feel a sense of uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's a. Is it it's kind a of responsibility for you've taken on this as, as as your sort of quest, your mission? For sure. Yes. And you and, and I'm pretty big on my work, right? So I know that it works, but sometimes it just doesn't work for everyone. Mm. Or it may not have worked at that time. So it's having an understanding that we do need to be patient. We do need to keep yeah. going. And we just have to be creative and try to remove those barriers so that people can become more successful. Don't get down on yourself. And as you were sort of going through these, these times, um, did you find that you lost your way with, with boundaries? Cause I know an awful lot of coaches, I've you know, been guilty of this, removing the, the barriers, the boundaries to allow you know, do more, allow more work in when you're just trying, you're trying so hard because you know it can work. And then you catch yourself that, ah, I've overcommitted. I've overextended. I've, this isn't my role anymore. Yeah, I, I have done that. And the only thing that I'm going to say for that, you, you, for me, I have to evaluate how much am I going to do more, right? Mm. Um, if someone is giving me 110% effort, they're following it, they're doing it. I see that they're trying. I'll give a little bit more, right? I have to meet you somehow, some way. Mm. But if it's the other way around where you're not putting in the effort, you're not uh, trying, then that's where I have to look at it and say, how much of this should I put in if the other party is not putting in as well? It's a relationship. It's a mentee. It's a mentorship. I think when people think of that as just a mentor giving you the entire power for you to succeed, really, 
it should be met in the halfway and more of the work done on the mentee because those that's their goals, right? They have to get to where they're trying to go. Now, if I give more than myself and they're not giving it, that takes away from the time that I may have for other clients that really want it, mm. right? So that's that's very impactful. And it's, it's that alignment with your clients because the way i always talk about this is you know we you can borrow our belief you can borrow our confidence in you we know it's possible we know these changes can happen we know transition is hard yeah but the only thing we can't um give you more of is dedication your dedication yeah. is the one thing that you have to exceed us everything else we've got you but For without sure. that there's there's no way is there there's no way you have to be dedicated you, you can't go anywhere. You can't get started. You can't be at the level that you want if you're not dedicated. And that's just, I think that's self-explanatory. Hey, hey, that, that's an assumption. That's an assumption. <laughs> People want to turn up. And again, we, we've all done this. We think it's going to be easier than it is. We think we're just going to get it in this world of you know quick hacks. Yes. And new yes. shiny objects like, oh, this is going to be easy. I just need this you may need to actually do the real work. So once it seems to be hard and you've yeah. actually got to put the work in, then there's a lot of beliefs yeah. and expectations to, I think just assign and work through. I agree. I agree. So what's next? So where are you going next? We're hitting the end of the year now. So what's, what are your goals for next year? What's your plan? Yeah, so when, when we started it, it was earn, own, give, right? And I've built a community of approximately 300 people where I've either sat down with them, assessed their goals, um, helped them get from A to Z, or helped them work on various projects. So now that was more on a mentorship, coaching, one-on-one -on -one session. Next year, I want to be able to put out more content, more courses, um, and more information and each one of those areas that's going to help them earn more, that's going to help them own, help them give. So, for instance, for the earning piece, there's so many ways now on, on online and social media where you can make money. Um, and that's one of the top go to problems that people say that they don't have enough money. It may not be tied to something that you want to do right now, but if you can at least generate some money and then fund yourself, be your own partner or find an avenue to become your funding partner. That mm -hmm. makes that the hassle. Um, it makes it less of a hassle. Um, when you think about the ownership, um, I have properties myself, and most people feel good when they own. A lot of us already have a home. Most of us want a passive income. And if you look at studies, it says two thirds of millionaires own land or they own some type of property. Uh, we have to be able to leverage that. So I want to be able to give more information and show people how they can utilize what they already have or what they're already going to get to build wealth. And in a given piece, um, I think that's self-explanatory as well. We have to be able to give to receive um, and then being able to add value. I think when you add value, you give as well. Add, add value at your work if you're working. Mm. Add, value, add value to your, your properties. Add value just to anywhere you at and give, share, donate, give back to your community. Um, if you're a coach, go out and speak to a high school, go out and speak to um, a small class or, or just take on a free work that you didn't have and give it back. I think that's important. That's a great point. There's 
especially with the or the the looming recession coming people want to sort of hold on and not spend and just you know, be you know, it's justified by being sensible but yeah. you do need to give to receive yeah there needs to be it's, it's the duality of life I so agree. with that aspect it's such it's an easy thing to hold on to but to give is the only way that you're going to have that flow of energy and by this energy we mean money yep i agree and, and that's how i started all of my businesses i started off doing it for free and i've had multiple people say why are you doing it for free you're crazy you're, you're giving up money and i say i'm passionate about it so i'm not thinking about it right now i want to be able to help people not only that i want to be able to improve my skills at the same time that's a win-win and then over a period of time if i continue to add value the money will come and I have no reason not to believe that phrase because it has been true. So I'm going to keep following it. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Great lesson. Thank you so much. And no so with with that growth, with the expansion and more content, more courses, giving away more, what is your team looking like? Who is in your team as in for your company? Who's in your team as in your what we call your your boardroom? Those that are helping to guide and maintain and seek you grow at the same time for sure um i have mentors i have mentors in each area of of where i have my focus so in the real estate realm um, i can mention names but um, i do have people in real estate and for education i'm a professor at my my uh, school that i went to and i have a lot of mentors there that help me become a better professor and create better online content um, as far as the, the basketball lane, I have people that still mentor me there, right? I have coaches that were my coaches that still uh, have the same lane as, as real estate that I also rely on. Um, that's just from a personal standpoint. Uh, financial standpoint, I definitely have mentors there um, going through all the challenges to find the right CPA, finding the right person to educate me. I found a, a fair amount of people that can help me and support me for any questions that I have for my business. Um, and then looking at just the business as a whole on how I can reach more people and do more. I have some real large uh, partnerships with uh, like Fiverr. I have partnerships with SCORE Mentorship. Um, I do have some partnerships with big companies that allow me to um, um, educate their community and bring value and add value to them as well. Nice. And with your... And with that growth, do you do you see uh, time for yourself? Do you see time easing off or are you taking on, are you looking forward to having more responsibility this year? I always like more responsibility. <laughs> I want to make him, I want to make him do more. Um, you know, when you when you do more, it doesn't necessarily have to be your you yourself doing the work. Um, I do want to be responsible um, and I do want to be held accountable. So for me to do that, I have to grow a team. I have to continue to grow the team. I have to have the right people for me to do that. Um, because when I do more, they do more. We all win and uh, we make more. And what's the support like with family members? Do you do you see, because being an entrepreneur can be, it can be a lonely, lonely place. Um, yeah. Even if our great support around us, they don't quite understand exactly what you're going through. So your home support network how is that looking and what challenges sort of came up with in that area yeah so my wife she's been with me we've been married for quite some time now and uh she's seen the ups and downs 
Um, there's been times where she used to ask me and say, hey, is this worth it? And I would say, yes, it's worth it. She, but she's always trusted and believed uh, what I did. And one of the reasons why is because I'm a firm believer of not showing off, but informing and letting her know or anyone know that this is what I did. This is what's working. Here's the results. I think if you don't see the results, you don't see any progress. And even though you may be behind somebody and standing behind them, we all need those small wins. We need those milestones. We need to be able mm. to see that so that we can know where we're going. And I think I've done a fair job at that. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've had the support of my family, just because I keep them informed of any small wins. Um, that's been a secret for me, family-wise. Well, and not really a secret. It's down to your goals, prioritizing, focus, and executing, knowing where you're standing, knowing where you're going. Sure. It's all part of the plan, right? That, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, it, that's the part of the plan now. It didn't start off that way, but that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, we're, that's what we're shooting towards. Nice. So, hey, thank you so much for your time and for sharing you know, your journey and what you do and, and how you go about it. Um, awesome. It's been really cool. So if thank people want to sort of learn more about you and your business and what you do, uh, where can they find you? Simple. All you do is just go to www.parisdavis.com. Uh, you'll be able to hit join us. You'll join our community and uh, you'll be able to sit down with me one on one and I can help you go from A to Z. Simple. Beautiful. Awesome. awesome. Hey, Paris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Take care. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.